What's up, Melanated family? This is your boy Harrison from MelanatedFathers.com and Melanated Fathers TV, bringing you another episode of the Melanated Convo podcast, where we basically have in-depth conversations with individuals from our community that are passionate about what they do. And it don't matter if they construction worker, an entertainer, a parent, uh, work for UPS. It don't matter. We all have dreams. We all have different aspirations that we're trying to pursue and I think talking to people who are passionate about what they do is motivating for all of us. Also on the show we like to highlight a few black businesses. If we are under the correct understanding in our community we support a lot of people outside of our community but sometimes I hear from people that you know certain shit they want to support they can't necessarily find so I wanted to create a platform where we talk about businesses that you may not be aware of, give you their information. And I think the most important part is you don't always have to shop with a black business because at the end of the day, it's about quality too. It's about quality. It's about uh, convenience. So we all are aware of that. But I just ask, if you're about to buy some shit, before you buy it, just see if somebody you know that's black is selling it, whatever, whatever it may be. So we just want to be aware of who's selling goods and services in our community. So if and when we need it, we can holler at them. You feel me? So first things first, the first businesses that I want to, or the first business rather I want to talk about today. My boy, Mike Dorsey has a live platform called blackfathersnow.com. Now, what does he do on blackfathersnow.com? He has a podcast where he has, he has, he, he's had over a hundred and some episodes so far where he talks to black men about parenting, about business, about finances, about school, just some real, 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 real good shit that he does. So I want everybody, if you can, go to blackfathersnow.com, check that out. Now, also on the website, not only does a brother have a podcast, but he has a whole multimedia thing going on because he has apparel. He has the Black Father Now apparel that you can buy and support that. He also, because I've had the opportunity of speaking with the brother and interviewing him before, he also has a book he released called Black Dynamic Fatherhood Manifesto, where he goes into the things he's learned as a parent. So for all my black fathers out there, even women, you know what I'm saying, that want a new perspective and some insight on how black men think, everybody out there, please do me a favor. Go support my boy, Mike Dorsey. He started to uh, do lectures and things like that as well. So to watch the brother's evolution from where he first started to where he is now is definitely some amazing shit, man. So go to blackfathersnow.com just to check it out and see what he's doing. Feel me? Now, also, this is a local company called urbanmedown.com. Urbanmedown.com. So if you are in a situation where you have an event coming up, like myself, I had a softball game I did earlier this year. I contacted them. They was able to make, make my shirts for me. They did it in one day. The shirts was fly. You, I was able to wash the shirts several times, and they still look good. So if you're looking to get a custom shirt, whether for an event, whether for a, a, a funeral, whatever you got going on, you should try messing with UrbanMeDown.com. They got the same-day print service. Like I said, they customize it to the exact amount of shirts that you need. The sisters that run that company really be on their job. So the next time you need a shirt, excuse me, the next time you need something printed, please holla at my people at urbanmedown.com. Now, for the interview today, I'm here in Sacramento, California, 
And, you know, being a 39-year-old man who, um, you know, I'm still a big hip-hop enthusiast, I'm always curious to talk to the younger generation about the music they do and about how they get down. Because as we all know, you know, how hip-hop is presented today, um, how the older generation kind of perceives it, some of that has changed a little bit. So I like to talk to the people involved in the music just to get some insight on how they feel, what, what, what motivate them to get into it. So on today's show, not only do I have an up-and-coming hip-hop artist from my city, but he just so happens to be my little cousin, too. So again, it's really important that anybody that's passionate about what they're doing, it's important that we give them platforms to talk about it, platforms to express themselves, because in America, working a typical nine to five is the route that most people take. So if you see somebody working outside of that framework to make a particular dream happen, I gotta get behind that, whether it's hip hop, whether whatever they may be doing, right? So on the show today, we're gonna have a real good conversation with my little cousin, with hip hop artist, Lil D6. How you doing, Lil D? I'm good, man. Appreciate you for having me on. Definitely, definitely. And like we were talking about, you know, it's about it's it's overdue that we hooked up and just had a conversation right. about your music. I've been watching what you do and, you know, um, the pro the progression, just the uh, consistency. Yeah. Because like I was saying, doing anything outside of a nine to five is some hard shit, bro, because most people aren't accustomed to living that life. So training yourself to be disciplined in whatever mm -hmm. craft you decided to do, to me, to stay dedicated to that shit, that's some admirable shit. So I want to make sure that everybody is aware of what you're doing. You feel me? Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Definitely, definitely. Now, so let's get everything started from the beginning here. Talk okay. to us about what age did you start rapping and, you know, what motivated you to get into it? Uh... That's kind of a tricky question because, like, what age is not like a particular age, I would say. Hmm. Like, I always had my ear to music because mm -hmm. at first, like, uh, as you know, my uncle is Calvin. So mm -hmm. our our first focus was football at first, mm -hmm. even ever since I came out the womb because, you know, my story is a little different. We'll get to the childhood later, but mm -hmm. my childhood forced me to football. Once I saw football and basketball, I was like, that's the way out. That's mm -hmm. how I'm going to do it. Then when I got to college, I learned the system and how the politics play into it. And it's not everything that you think it is from when you see it to, you know, from TV to even being in it. So it kind of led me to, because my, uh, my major in college is journalism and mass communication. Mm -hmm. So I always had a, a knack for writing. So then it was just to the point of just like actually taking it serious. So after I got out of college, I'm like, you know what? I kind of need a business now. Hmm. So And then once I learned on to the independent game, a rapper out of Oakland, Lee Majors, once he put me on the independent game, it was hmm. just like, okay, this is what I need to be doing. You know what I mean? Like, especially for black home, like, I, I kind of, everybody's dream in music is mostly, I want to get a deal. I want to do this. But me, I kind of wanted to push it myself, hmm. especially being from SAC or our generation growing up, you know, because I'm a, a little older than the young cats, but mm -hmm. younger than the older cats. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm kind of in the middle. You know, my mom and your cousin put me in that predicament mm -hmm. from being born 
young but early, if that makes sense. So it's like it's like in a sense of I kind of seen it for what it was, and it's like I'm not in the rap game basically for the fame and the, you know that it's just I really can write, and I've sold up the business part. So it's like why quit? Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. You say that because you know I, w- w- when I framed the question, I was kind of thinking about um, our community how for a lot of us rapping is a viable option for a lot of people. Like a lot of people yeah. see rapping as a way out just because of our affinity for hip hop. I mean, that's all we listen to. That yeah, yeah. become the yeah. most successful people that we can see right in front of our face. You know what I'm saying? But yes. to hear you say you was more motivated about the ownership part of it. That's pretty, that was a little off-putting for me because most younger dudes, it's about the pussy, it's about the money, it's about the fame. Right. You know what I'm saying? But they, I played, I was a, a high recruiter athlete, so that came already naturally. That was, all, you know what I mean? We was already doing all that, especially all my homies. Hmm. So it just became more of like, I got to actually get in the studio. Then it became to the point I got to get my own studio. Then it was like the copyright. Then it was like how I'm going to put it out and distribute it myself. Hmm. Then it was the networking. So it was just been step by step by step. Because I graduated high school, 07, played football for three years in college. Hmm. And then after that, it was just like once I came back home to SAC, it was like I got to get, you know what I mean? I can't just, you know, I'm dope. Everybody dope but now it's like how can i see some residual income from it hmm. so that's that's kind of been the motive it's like that was the motivation like getting residual income hmm. okay okay and um tell me what what college did you go to bro uh, i went to west valley junior college and then san jose <laughs> state for a year okay all right damn okay so you got to experience that that's interesting to me too because i went to college but i went here like in roseville so it wasn't that far but okay, I yeah. partners who went away from Sacramento to school, and I think that shit's like they're that, that shit's like therapeutic. You know what I'm saying? To get away from your city, and have to live on your own, and have to be in a different environment as a young person. Yeah. That's like a golden type of experience. Yeah, I mean, now looking back though, I wish I'd have stayed home. Hmm. Why is that? Uh, finances. Hmm. Uh, you know, my mom had me young, so really my support was my grandparents. Mm-hmm. So it was like, once I got to a certain age, my grandparents were like, look, we can't fund this. We can't fund this. So it was like getting out there to the real world. Like if I had stayed in SAC, I felt, because I went to a junior college. Mm-hmm. So I felt, but they were recruiting me. So that's the same uh, junior college my uncle went to. So I already had connections. So it was like, let me just go there, you know to play football, but now looking back, I should have went to, i say like an ARC or a Sac City because I could have did the same thing with less money because mm. I would have had a lot of fault. You know what I mean? Like when I was out there, I was sleeping in cars just to live. Damn. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it was kind of, it was kind of tough, but it made me who I am today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because that, that's all I was speaking to is just like the experience of being away from your home and having. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. Now, so I want to talk to you for a minute about like your feelings about Sacramento hip hop. So me being a little bit older, me coming up like in the early 90s, it wasn't many uh, hip hop artists in Sacramento. We had Sebo, we had Brother Lynch. 
just to name a few, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, Marv mentioned LeMay, it, it, you know, some other Ski 64, some other people, Gangsta, Gangsta Dre, all these people mm-hmm. were staples in the hip hop community. Now, yeah. I, even though I still follow hip hop, I'm a little disconnected from everything we have going on in Sacramento. Now, of course, I know Lavish okay. You know, I'm aware of yeah. their music and their movement separately. But talk to me about yeah. the Sacramento hip hop scene and how you feel about it. Uh, I feel it's still, I don't think we've moved up. Hmm. I think it's still where it's been when Sibo was rapping. Hmm. Because when Sibo came out, you got to understand, like, uh, one of the most glorified artists is the Jacket. Mm-hmm. And the mob figures. Sibo uh, yep. put them on. Yep, the first album. Yep. So, so a lot of Bay music is really stimmy. You know, it comes from Sat. So mm-hmm. I just think we, like, the media portrays it a certain way. Mm-hmm. And I just think we haven't had a consistent base of this artist and this artist. But we've, we've like, uh, a lot of people can't tell you about Goodfellow Records. But they was killing back in the day uh, when yeah. I was growing up. Yep, yep, that's true. And it's like, no one will talk about that. So, Sack, we always been, I'll even give another example. Mac Dre left the Bay to come here. That's very true. He lived here for a while. <laughs> so, the culture, we always had the culture. I just think now we're getting a bigger light because of social media. Very true. So, yep. and then uh, everybody's peeping our gang situation. So, hmm. that's really getting a big light, too. Because me, that, that's kind of why you probably don't hear me. Like, you know, on Fizzler and all these places because of my, I'm not gang affiliated. My music is just straight music. So when you talk to me, you got to just hear the music. It's not clout. It ain't, I'm fighting this person or I'm beefing with, yeah. I'm cool with, with the P. I'm cool with everybody, uh, G Parkway. So I got family from everywhere and I kind of, that's what helps it. So, you know what I mean? But just because that's how I tell people too, just because you don't see a person on TV, that don't mean they ain't getting money. That's very true. Yep. That don't mean you ain't selling. That don't mean they ain't famous. That don't mean they ain't selling shows. Like, that's kind of the stigma, too. If you're not in the limelight, they don't, you know what I mean? It's only a certain, it's only two rappers that they big up in our city. And mm-hmm. those are the ones that's pushing the most destruction. Very true. Very true. Because, you know, being a little older, because I know younger dudes who um, don't like Mozzie or Lavish D, not based on music but based mm-hmm. on their affiliation with one side or the other and they right. use those tribal differences to affect how they feel about the music i think being a little older i'm just able to take um the bullshit out of the music and listen to what they okay say. you see what i'm saying because i don't yeah. have no affiliation because i'm a little further away from it i'm just listening to bars and music and exactly you know not about that no more though it's not about that. And I'm, you know, we're in a time too where people aren't as authentic as they used to be. Yep. So if I hear something and it just sounds original or it sounds different, I know how to put to side some of the shit you may be talking about because, you mm-hmm. know, I'm aware of what we're faced with in the black community. So in my opinion, until our communities change financially and some things get to changing, these young black dudes coming from the hood, I mean, that's kind of what they talk about. That's kind of what they see. That's yeah. What's, what's that's going a, on yeah, it is. Them. It is. You know and, I don't, and, and like I say, I don't knock people for that. Mm-hmm. But 
I just think it's a lack of education. It's yeah. like we like black community is the highest single mother rate. So a lot of us are raised just by straight moms. So we emotional. So mm-hmm. when they hear like when they hear the music, it's like, dang, I vibe with it like that. And this is my life. When actually it's not really nothing you're going through, but the music makes you do a certain thing. Now, once we get fathers back in the home and your dad can rationally let you know, like, bro, this is just straight entertainment. That's what I've been able to do for once we right, bro. Once once we get back to that, then I think it it'll be it wouldn't be such a hassle because these white mm-hmm. kids they see it as entertainment. Very true. They don't really see it as I'm really from here or mm-hmm. even if I you know they buy it's like Yeah, so it's like Yep. We just it. gotta get up. It's a certain mindset. Yep, that's a good and that's just because yeah. I know a lot of the younger people who let's say they listen to a Mozzie or any uh street oriented mm-hmm. artist, they don't have the ability to take out like the gems he's spitting or the wordplay. Yeah, they, exactly. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Everybody got some knowledge to drop to you. Everybody got a story. Like E40 said, you can learn from a baby. Like damn, damn right. Yep, yep. You know, so it's not that he's not spitting jewel. I just think it's the cloud of it. People look at the fame now. Whoever got money is the realest. Mm-hmm. Like if you ain't got no money, nobody even want to hear your opinion. If you ain't in a jet, if you ain't, you know. So yep, it's just, it's just that's where society is right now. But it's like. For me, I've seen that, and I will stay where I'm at with my music. Like, if you see, it's no gang violence. You know, we smoke a little tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really about it. But it's legal, so it, yeah. it ain't like it's, you know. So it's like I try to keep a balance, though. Mm-hmm. I got to let them know, like, bro, I'm really from Iraq. Like, like. <laughs> You know, I really grew up in it, and it's like I just chose to go different. That's kind of what my, my message is trying to show to the kids. Like, that's cool that we really from here. I got cousins that bang and all this stuff, but it's like I separated myself from that. We made it our own way. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what's up, bro. That's what's up. Now, so I want you to – because I was listening to a lot of your music, and you reference yeah. your childhood. You reference your pops. Yeah. Reference, you you kind of put your story – in the music so talk to everybody about how you grew up uh i mean if you hear my songs it's really self-explanatory my mom had me at 13 and i never really had a dad so that kind of is like the chip on my shoulder all all through life Mm -hmm. especially you know like i told you playing football it's like i'm trying to be the best football player ever but all my homies dads are here mine ain't Mm. so it's like that kind of had a mindset differently but having like my uncle around, my grandpa's uh, coaches, uh, you know, to steer differently to show, you know, it's something that's like people substituted it. So it didn't really hurt me. You know, it, it, I talk to kids about this all the time. Just because something happens don't mean it's right. You know what I mean? So I saw that my mom had me young and pops was selling drugs and in the streets. So that kind of helped me not want to be that even mm. more. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, from having, if my mom had me at 13, I'm supposed to be dead or in jail, 15 kids running around, mm-hmm. you know? And you know my pops. My pops got heck of kids. He do. So for me to be 30 and have no kids and still pushing the way that I'm pushing, I think, you know, it's just, that's just the motivational factor from my childhood. Mm-hmm. And it made me stronger. Yeah. 
So yeah. I kind of, you know, um, speaking on that, because I know it's melanated father. So speaking on, like, my dad's situation, I seen a, because um, I, I used to be kind of bitter. Like, damn, my dad oh, never was around. Fuck yeah. this nigga. Hey, damn, my bad. I don't know if I can cut. No, yeah, yeah, please, yeah. Okay. It was like, man, I hate this nigga growing up. But I seen a clip by Ray Lewis. And Ray Lewis was speaking, and it, it kind of, like, put chills in my body because he said the same thing about his dad. And then he said that he had a chance to uh, talk to his dad while he was older. Uh-huh. And his dad, and he basically said, you know, speaking on the story, he was just like, um, my dad didn't leave because he hated me. He left because the world pushed him out. Yeah. And once I heard that, it kind of made, like, you know, you 14, 15, you got a kid. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't know what to do. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. I wouldn't know how to survive. So it's kind of like, I don't blame no, you know what I mean? That's just life. That's just the way it is. So yes. I couldn't imagine, you know, that's your cousin and you know him better than me. So I couldn't really speak on what was going on at that time or what he was going through or his environment. So, mm-hmm. you know, I would have loved like to have him here today. That's kind of the only down, yeah. like, he passed away, so it's like he can't see what I became or even talked about it. But it's like that was just the childhood. I just think it was just more of trying to make it out, seeing yeah. what Sack was about, seeing yeah. what Tesla's was doing. It's like I just wanted to just get out. And once I got out, it was just like now, what can I do for the community? There we go. There we go. That's a perfect attitude, man. And, and what I and what I can say about that, but I know for sure. So I think what you've done by Becoming a certain age and looking back and saying, I think Ray Lewis helped you look back and say, well, what was he going through? Like, let me Mm -hmm. me look at the other side of the scope and see, bro, because on some real shit, our family has been suffering from like the blind leading the blind for a while. So Mm -hmm. my cousins didn't really have a stable father. Me and my brothers really didn't have a stable father. So what Mm -hmm. happens is you a kid without a man that's raising you, so you don't have a proper structure that was given to you by a man, and then all of a yep. sudden, you have this kid, well, that shit just don't happen overnight. You you just don't become no good parent. If you've never been yeah. around a man, yeah. so what the yeah. fuck do to this kid? Now, I will say this, because I got five kids myself, and I've had mm-hmm. with their moms and all these different type of shit, but I've never... Uh, not been around my kids, but but of course, there's been issues and difficulties, but I've tried my best mm-hmm. to remain somewhat of a consistent present, like as much as I can. Fact, fact. But I had to learn how to be a goddamn father. Like literally, mm-hmm. I can reference my father being in the house, just like you mentioned a few moments ago about how, you know what I'm saying, none of us have fathers in the house. Bro, when I was young, I had one friend that had his dad in his house. And the shit looked weird. Like, they would yep. eat dinner, to leave to go eat dinner. We used to be like, what the fuck? He got to go yeah. eat dinner. Not knowing this right. is just normal shit. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. we'd be so far moved from normalcy that we don't be knowing what the hell going on. You feel me? So yeah, Exactly. But I, I had a, a tense, like, like, I told you my mom had me at 13. So yeah. she's strong with her parents. So I don't know if you know my grandparents. Mm-mm. But... I've lived with them ever since I was a kid. So that kind of, I like, it's it like I had parents, but I didn't, like, mm. <laughs> in a sense. So yeah. that kind of had a, a foundation, too. And then my Uncle Calvin, he was on me tougher than, than life. So mm. 
Like, he's tell me that as a kid, like, bro, you don't have, like, you got to get to where you got to get to because look at you, you know, look where your parents are. Like, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? Like, and that was his motivation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think um, even when you a young black man and you don't have a father around or a man around, shit, you still got to live your life. So you still try to, yeah. you got to have to figure out, okay, well, how can I be a man? How can I teach myself how to be a man? How can I, because mm-hmm. um, my next question was going to be from your male influences. And it sounds like Calvin was one of your male influences. And Calvin, mm-hmm. Calvin stand up dude, right? So even if you yeah. don't have a father per se, having yeah. a positive male influence can still go a long way. Exactly. And uh, it, ta- it takes a, a village to raise somebody. So All day. All that's kind of how I saw it. Mm-hmm. So from from being with my uncle to then going to my grandpa, then uh, the Southside Viking coaches, mm. uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Teachers. It was just like me. I was just using everybody as a crutch. I was getting cool with everybody. So it was just, you know what I mean? It was a lot of male influences that were around. That's what's up. That uh, th- That's what's up. That's all we can do. You know what I'm saying? Because... Yeah, I think being bitter for too long, that can it's gonna hurt you. Yeah, yeah, because you mentioned that you being thirty and not having kids. I think that, um, of course, it's a rarity in our community, but I think Mm -hmm. that needs to become more commonplace. I think too many of us we have kids way too early when. We haven't yep. established ourselves in the world. We haven't decided, do we really love this fucking woman? You know what I'm saying? So Yeah, yeah. What you doing, bro, that's that's a uh that's some strong shit in itself. And you need to be commended for Fact. that. Because Appreciate you're gonna you. have more insight to give your kid. You're gonna have more yeah, exactly. you know what I mean? Right. To be a man for your woman. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and as you as you just said, Pops ain't had nobody either. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And it's like I don't you, know if his pops had somebody, so it's like why not cut the cycle? Why not change the cycle? There we go. You know what I mean? I got one song I just put out, a hood cycle. It's kind of like same mm-hmm. thing, like changing the cycle. What you gonna do to change? Yeah. Because we we it's gonna only get worse. Like the it's getting worse out here. Yep. No doubt. So it's like having my son, having my future son as in a handicap. But what I went through, that's not gonna survive nowadays. True. It's gonna be way. You know what I mean? So. Very true. Yep. Yep. That's why, you know, when I had my kids, bro, I had four kids by the time I was 20 okay. years old by two different women. Right. So the biggest thing that was on my mind, D, was I got to make sure these kids know each other. I got to make mm-hmm. sure they're around each other. So from when they were born to shit, just a couple of years ago, I get my kids. We all come together. If I got money or if I don't got money, that shit don't matter. Yeah. We only yep. have rules or a stake. It don't matter, but we together. You know what I'm saying? Right, and that's what they need. That's that's what they need, bro. And you know, two of my older boys, they have kids now. And even though, because like I just told you, based on my experiences and what I've seen, I think a man shouldn't have a baby. This is my opinion. A man shouldn't have mm-hmm. a baby till at least mid twenties. At least. Okay. Mid-20s. Now my sons both had a baby at 19, and Okay. I was disappointed in the fact that they may have to go through some of the things I went through, but yeah, yeah. But when I recollect on how they are with their daughters, 
they're good fathers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They, they made it a point to be around, and I'm sure they're using some of the shit I taught them with their daughters, and that's a beautiful thing. You feel me? That is. Yeah. All right. Definitely. So, we got to clap for that. So what I wanted to talk about, switch reels here for a minute. We yes, sir. were talking to each other on Instagram, and uh-huh. we I think I posted it. I'm not sure what the video I posted was about, but you basically let me know that you were you voted for Trump, right? Now, yeah. because I do this media thing now and I put myself out there and I'm always talking about shit and I'm talking to people. Yeah. I, I when I first got on social media, I was like most people, if somebody say some shit I don't like, I'm blocking. Yeah. If if, if somebody that, come with a perspective right. <laughs> I'm not familiar with, I'm, I'm like, oh what the fuck they talking about? What I've learned yeah. Is the that canceled type of culture attitude is really the detriment to all of us now. So I'm making right. a somebody say something I don't like, somebody say something I'm not a, aware of or don't know about. Let's have a conversation about it, man. Right. Did you That's, did you just see the um sorry did you see the revolt summit? I did. Okay. And did you see in there where Killer Mike he had a good point? He said that um you know, there's something that T.I. can say. There's something that Candace Owens got. There's something that this lady got, that this lady got, that we all can put together. Yes. But if we all shut each other out, we can't hear what the fuck we're talking about. Very and true. I feel that's what happens in the black community. All the time. It's like the media, the media and the liberals tell us what to do. We do it. And if you're against the grain, nigga, fuck you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true. like you can't even think for yourself anymore. Mm-hmm. Now... I will say so. I've I've heard a lot of uh, negative things about Candace Owens. Like before, I heard the revolt. Okay. Speak. Before that day, I've never heard okay. the speak. I've seen uh, different posts here and there about her. But again, like I said, I'm trying not to do that no more. I don't want to jump to conclusions. Okay. During the revolt summit, did she say some things I disagree with? Sure, but that was her opinion. Uh, they cut her off prematurely. It'd be like Big Mike. They would not let her talk at nigga, all. Nigga, nigga, he was letting them know, y'all acting like niggas right now, so y'all need to calm down. <laughs> but <laughs> I will say this, though. Here, Here's the caveat to all that. Okay. In our society, when we look at black folks, or no, I'll take it back a little further. This is what I was saying to you in the uh, Instagram post. When mm-hmm. we were back in slavery days, when uh, uh, we was tired of the shit. We wanted to revolt. There was like always a different uprising, right? Like every other week, yeah. we talk about it a lot, but niggas was trying to run all the time. Now the thing is, yeah. the biggest reason why they weren't able to leave or the biggest reason why a lot of these uh, uprisings were foiled was because of black people who thought Massa's ice was colder. Now I only make that point because when I first heard Candace Owens talk, I gave the sister the benefit of the doubt. I looked up okay. more videos. She was just speaking at like a congressional hearing the other day. I listened to mm-hmm. almost the whole thing. And she said, and this is something I vehemently disagree with. She basically said that white supremacy or racism isn't. And what's so, what's so crazy is I'm on your website right now. And I, I've, purposely highlighted this because that's what I wanted to talk about. Okay, okay, because here's the thing. 
that and uh, and again i'm a vehemently di a disagree with her because shit, the fbi came out a few days after she said that and said yeah white nationalism is pretty high up on the goddamn list now i can understand somebody saying i don't think racism is our biggest problem shit. No, agree, I not, agree with I, that, but I will say, okay, cool. You can give your opinion, but to say it's yeah. not on a the top one hundred things to me, that's a person we have to watch out for. So I don't have no bad words for the sister, but that yeah. is alarming because I feel like when you say something like that, I feel like if we put her in the room with uh, 20 of the brightest black minds and they're going to come up with a plan for black folks or they're going to come up with something yes. we can start doing tomorrow to help our people. I feel yes. like she would take that information, bring it back to the people on the other side to kind of foil okay. our uprising, so to speak. You see what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. some black folks, you got to look, you, you, you got to handle them with kick gloves because they could be their their verbiage and how they conduct themselves could be a little detrimental. Now, now, what was you gonna say? Uh, looking at that, I would say that a hundred is kind of far fetched. Mm -hmm. But I don't I, honestly, I, look at I don't think it's top ten. Okay, all right. So we, yeah. we could, I, could, I I wouldn't say a hundred, but okay. it's like the first thing I'm gonna say is if you've seen the summit, she put out a stat that no one wants to talk about. And, and she said that in the black community, mm -hmm. the single mother rate is at 74%. Facts. That's, that's facts. That's not factoring in. Like my, like, and then, and I was born in 89. My mom had me at 13. Yeah. So let's look at that's like, okay. 74%. That's a quarter of, that's a, if it's a, if it's a, 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 a complex with a hundred people, if G Parkway got a hundred people, Mm -hmm. 74 of them out of 100 is no dad in the home. True, yes. So what do, what do you think that's going to do to that little boy that's growing up that's emotional? That's why we chilling. Because it. it ain't nobody, don't nobody, ain't no dads no more to be like, nigga, sit your ass down. Mm -hmm. Or mm -hmm. do this or do that. It's like it's all ran by mothers. And I'm not, you know, I love the queen, but it's like you can't teach a man how to be a man. Not at all. Now, even, even the females, even the mm -hmm. females, right? As a female, the first person that validates you as a woman is your dad. Yes, sir. A lot of these girls ain't getting that. That's why they think that their body is everything. Mm -hmm. That's why it's kind of hard for me to have a kid because a lot of these women, they, they feel that they just like, I, I want to know your mind. I want to know who are you. You don't even know who you are because you just sexualize yourself so much. Mm -hmm. And that's what people want. And guys do go for that. Mm -hmm. But it's just like, that's, 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 that's one right there. Mm -hmm. um, no one talks about gangs. Mm -hmm. Nobody. Gangs is killing our community. They are. So nobody want to talk about the gangs. Nobody stands up on gangs. Mm -hmm. They're a protest for an unarmed black man getting shot. But yeah. when a black man kills another black man. <laughs> so yes. I'm just saying, that's two right. That's two right there. Our so finances. Yeah. We don't know how to handle money in the black community. Mm hmm. People talk about black-owned businesses, but if we put our money in the black-owned businesses, are they spending it in the black community back? Because mm -hmm. that's what Asians do with cycles. They money cycle. White people, they money cycle. Several they they going to get the money and bring it back to their community. Yep. The Arabs. But we don't do that. Mm -hmm. we, we spend it with everybody else. Now, so it's like... 
here. So, oh, yeah, my this, so this is my take on that. So and I think this is where sometimes the argument gets kind of convoluted because mm-hmm. you said it's right. Like a white Republican will stand up and say some of the bullet points you just said, hey, this is what's wrong with the black community. Finances, single parent home, they kill each other. But this is my take on it. Just from looking yeah, at yeah, it yeah, from yeah. a historical perspective. Everything you mentioned is a byproduct of white supremacy, bro. If we look at bro, right, right, right. Okay. We look at the seventy-four percent thing again. That's a that that's a goddamn fact, and it well, it's not factor in like a dad who ain't married to the girl, but still go over there. To the, yeah, it, yeah, 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 yeah. Factor that in, I think it would still be close to seventy percent, right? But here's the thing. Mm-hmm. But I always ask myself, why is it just parents in the home? Am I going to think that black men ain't shit to the point where we just leaving our kids? Why aren't we in the home? See, that's the conversation that I think politicians, and it, white ones specifically. And when Candace Owens speak on that, she lets you know that the liberals have, have set up I don't like saying liberal because they both on the same That's the Republicans, Democrats, they mm-hmm. all together. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really it's just I just feel it's like the civil war. It's like this the north and the south. It's mm-hmm. just two corrupt white people, who you gonna join? That's mm-hmm. basically so I'm not looking at I'm just saying as black people, we're just so known as just okay, Democrats, we love them guys. We're gonna vote this, vote that, just because he's a Democrat. And a lot of the policies that they put in like welfare and all this stuff, it, it sets up for a woman to get all these benefits if they kick you out the house. Yes. You see what I'm saying? Like the white lady, she looks at her man. Yeah. So the Indian lady looks at her man. Mm-hmm. The black lady in America looks at the government. There's some truth. You know, they don't even look at they don't even look at black dudes no more. That's just how low it is got because of the money that they can get from just having a kid by you. They can get a house. They get food, they and they ain't got to work. All they got to do is have another one. They're going to get some more money and some more money. I'm not putting that on that, but I'm just saying, if we don't start taking accountability for us, it's still going to the same thing going to happen. I don't even think it's on white supremacy to that point. Why are we giving them that much power? Well, That's saying the well, white people is over us Well, here in a sense, yeah, right? Great, great, great goddamn point. It's a good conversation we have, bro. When I say white supremacy, this is what I mean. Mm-hmm. Black people are the creators of pretty much uh, math, science, mm-hmm. all, all the shit we see. However, mm-hmm. I'm saying white supremacy on a social level. Socially, okay. they are above. Yeah. Socially, right, 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 right. Me. I can't touch them socially. Now, yeah. finance, like, it's a lot of layers to it, but they're not. Uh, more supreme than we are, but in this society, this is my thing. If you look okay. at anybody that's famous in black or, or or any big black movement that's tried to move forward, Tulsa, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. Black Wall Street, yeah, Walsh, yeah. my opinion is the reason why some of these things didn't go right is because we thought we can just do whatever we want and ignore these white folks and do whatever we want and we're going to be fine. Well, they're going to come along, change the goddamn rules, Make some shit up yeah. to throw y'all yeah. off track. So you have to yeah. deal with the elephant in the room. So again, we can what? buy businesses, we can buy any car we want, we can but right. all this is social shit. If we look at the bigger yeah. picture, yeah. they have all the yeah. money, they have all the control. Right. So I don't think we should focus right. on it like 
just talk about that, but that's the elephant in the room. In this sense, too, though, in this sense, too, piggyback on me with this. What makes money popular? Like, what makes money good? If everybody said, nigga, fuck your money, money wouldn't be nothing. Very true. It's just paper. You see what I'm saying? And I'm not saying that's just so easy to do. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, a lot of us say a lot of stuff like, it was just easy. Let's just stop going to work. Like, no, I mean, I, I see how the system is, but mm-hmm. it's like black people, we contribute to our detriment so we bad do. We do. that it's we like do. a motherfucker can't even, they can't even take us seriously mm-hmm. because, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's like when, 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 when I go into an office to have a meeting or to, to the way I dress, it's like, they look at me different because black you ain't you're a black man you ain't supposed to be like that because mm-hmm. of what we put on ourselves and I just think we just gotta I don't know what I, I can't even explain it it's just too far off honestly I don't even know what we gonna do I, <laughs> I think I, just, everything you're saying is true and there's some truth to it I just think if there's a bigger system at play. It's up to all yeah. of us to learn it and understand what they're doing. Because I'm saying everything I'm saying, but at the end of the day, it's late in the game, family. We white yeah. racism and all that shit, we know about it. So I think that's yeah. why I be big on history. I be big on yeah. teaching people about what has happened so you can figure right. out how to move forward. Now, just blaming somebody for your detriment, that's not taking accountability, just like you said. But and that's what we need to do. A part of the problem, though, we can't ignore racism. But every every we white person, that, every white person ain't on a slave. Not not at not at all. Right. Not at a all. lot of white people. A lot of white people out here is I I I don't know how to say. I want to like you know what I mean. Like only only real people, white people out here that's really getting money is the elite white people. You're right. The poor white these, people. Are poor these these average like, white people are effed yeah. up out they're here. Niggas, just like us. The system treat them the same way. You're right. So that's why it's killing us because we make it black and white. We make it yeah. that kind of issue when it's really a, the country. So <laughs> true. But somebody told me that because Candace uh-huh. has mentioned this. She said that it's not much as about racism as it is classism, meaning. The money you got put you in a different class, right? But if you if you got a billion dollars and you a nigga, and you a billion dollars and you a white boy, the doors Two you different can people. get through, but the doors you can mm-hmm. get through, the access you will have is still different. Yeah. So if they block you, even with a billion dollars, if they block you because you black, well then that's racism. Then we then we right yeah. back to where we started. So yeah. focus yeah. on that all yeah. day every day. Not really, but we yeah. need to understand it. We can't dismiss it. Right. And you mentioned like the gangs and everything. You right. Like that's to me, if you don't own the block you live on, this is real shit. If you don't own the block you live on, but you're willing to shoot me over this street that your grandma renting at, like Jay Z said, that's some that's bullshit. backwards. Like that's some bullshit. So, but how I see it is when we started we didn't want to be we didn't want to <laughs> we didn't want to start gangs white violence Fact. made us click yeah. up and start gangs killing the yeah. black panthers made us start gangs yep. so again the 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 problem the start of our problem 
it's with this particular fraction of society that you can call right, 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 right. Whatever you want to call the shit. You see what I'm saying? So when I have the conversation, yeah. I don't mind saying because I talk about that too. Black folks be accountable. Brush your goddamn son's hair. Put some shoes on a little nigga. <laughs> Make sure he's saying thank you and please. You see what I'm saying? This right. is we can control today. But at the end of the day, I'm gonna give you this book about racism just so you can know how all this shit was started. Then you can have like a blueprint on how to maneuver around it. You see oh, what? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I feel it, you. It's just, it just got too far. I think it's, we just got too far down the rabbit hole fast. Hmm. And it's like now it's like we don't know what to do because we came from slavery. We look at where we going. It's kind of it's it's you know life ain't bad. It ain't like I'm walking down the street and they like nigga coon da da da. So it's kind of like back and forth. But it's just like I just feel that black people are just so. It's like we we it's like the like uh, Asian people mm-hmm. they don't care about voting because they work on their economics. True. True. They, so, so voting for voting for somebody is like I ain't tripping. Like we just we just don't think about the right stuff. Yeah, a local election as a whole though. That's there, true. There's a lot of good people, but it's as a whole. It's that's like true. we it, once we all get on that same page and people start valuing each other and valuing life and valuing this, and then we can come out of it. But until then, it's like you know, it's like we we. We, it's like it's like the the topics that we need to talk about. No one's talking about it. Hmm. And when you do talk about it, they treat you like you're a Trump supporter, and mm-hmm. you can't say anything. Mm-hmm. It's like you know what I mean. It's like come on, man. Yeah, if if we got seventy four percent single mother rate in mm-hmm. just black people, mm-hmm. we're we're not even fifty percent of the country. We're not. <laughs> like it's like ten percent or something like that. So if it's that low and 75% don't got no fathers, we're doomed. Self-destruction. Mm-hmm. I think that, again, there's some, there's some truth to that statement. But I also read a report when it comes to um, activity, like doing things with your kids, going outside with your kids, mm-hmm. playing mm-hmm. with your kids. Black fathers, they're at a high, the percentage they're at is just as high as any other goddamn uh as any other goddamn man and the thing is bro you okay. right about how fractured we are about what we going through true shit but but another caveat i don't want to make excuses for us like we need to get nah, on yeah yeah no doubt but bro we are the only people here with no language with no home mm-hmm. country yeah my last yeah. name is Anderson. Yep. that ain't no african shit that's a white right. you see what i'm saying so right. That's some that's some hell of a unpacking to start from there and to live in a country that pretty much still treats you like you ain't shit because yeah. I don't see yeah. white kids getting killed by the police. I don't see Asian kids getting right. killed by the police. Now, it could be happening. I just don't and see it. And they don't talk about it. You see what I'm saying? I just don't see the shit. You see what I'm saying? So, yes, we got a lot of shit to work on, but this system has handed us a motherfucking doozy. And we got to... Bigger because because just like you I'm said, not, I'm you not with these people, huh? I hate like I feel you about white nationalism. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's in politics. It's it's higher up, but I just like I like that's why I, I don't like speaking to people like that. Just based mm-hmm. on the fact, like I just stick to the music because when they hear me speak, it's like, dang, you're going against the grain. You're doing this, but it's just in a sense of 
I just like to think for myself. I was always taught that. Yeah. Even if even if seventy five people say this, how do you feel about it? Mm-hmm. And from what I've seen from black people, we don't care about the average black. They don't, you know what I mean? Like, so we kind of doing it to ourselves, but I see what the system is is doing to us. Mm -hmm. But it's like, we got to overcome that. Like, it's something we got, like, as a a whole, we just need a a global. That's why we got to start making our own stuff. Mm -hmm. That's why I like this platform with the media. Because Mm -hmm. the average person can see this and think outside the box instead of just being like, okay, this is what. This is what the wave is. And I don't like to, because I'm posting, I'm constantly posting news stories. And my whole thing is just letting black people know what's going on in society. Now, you have to be careful, though, because I don't want to get into like, uh, how can I put it? Like fear mongering. I don't want to scare black people. Oh, the boogeyman is coming to get you. I don't want to do that. Uh But I fact check every story I post. I just want to let you know what's going on in our community. Now, if you want to hear about specific things about politics, specific things about, you know, you can go to CNN, you can go to for that. But I think we need to be informed on what's going on in our community and hear it from a, a, a fair perspective too. Cause I'm some people that I follow online who support black people and they hella about the black struggle. They kind of focus on, well, white supremacy, this or white supremacy, that white. Well, Again, that's a part of it, but you want to have like a, a complete conversation with somebody and, and mm-hmm. all angles. Like if you support Trump or support Hillary or whatever, I'm not just going to automatically say, fuck you, but I want to have a conversation. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, I feel differently about it, but I want to have a conversation. And just like we were saying earlier, we need to be able to say, OK, what do we agree on? That's what Killer Mike was trying to say. Yeah, exactly. And we approach it from that perspective. You feel me? Right, right. Yep. Now I just saw, I just saw Bruce like uh, Trump's. I just saw the stuff that he was talking about. mm -hmm. Was was I felt it put me politically in a better situation than what Hillary was talking about because he ran against Hillary. Yeah. Then we started doing our information about her. It's like. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I know it's like yeah. the lesser of two evils, which yeah. one you going to take. Mm-hmm. But that's why I think they, the media pushed it to Hillary. So now it's in the sense of if I say Trump name, it's like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So you didn't even hear nothing that I'm talking about to present my facts on why I did it. That's kind of why it was good to talk to you to at least speak my point. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. I just, I just thought about this. Because, you know, to say that Trump has good policies, let's take the color of his skin out of it. Sure. Yeah. He, he has yeah. put some things in place. Being a great businessman that he is, he's put some things in place that people can capitalize off. Great. Let me ask you a question. Do you think Donald Trump is racist? I haven't seen him call like I ain't seen him do no like real racist stuff. I mean the media blow up stuff. Mm-hmm. I ain't never seen him just walk up to a black person, get your black ass away from me. Of course. Or are you N word or anything like that? Of course. So here's the thing. Hillary or Trump, it is the lesser of two evils thing. The the uh, presidential election, you know, I'm going to try my best this year to get really involved with the local politics okay. that's going on here in Sacramento because I think that's important. But the presidential election with the Electoral College and how the president mm-hmm. actually elected into office, I think it's just like a dog and pony show. But with Trump, mm-hmm. before he became president, there's things about him 
that made me feel like he was racist. So again, like I was saying, I'm not going to see one thing from somebody or hear the media tell me about somebody and go with that shit. Yeah, Donald yeah. Trump, right. when, when the Central Park Five, the brothers who was falsely right. accused of that shit, when that shit was going on in, in New York, Trump put out a full page article. He, no, he did, he did, he did, he did. Oh, now, around but the same time. Can I tie it back to, go ahead. I'm going to tie that back to, um, not to cut you off, sorry about that. Go ahead, go ahead. But I'm going to tie that back into what me and you were talking about earlier on me forgiving my dad. Mm-hmm. When I was a certain age in life, it was like, man, fuck this nigga. Now that I'm older and mature, I can see through the vision that's happening. So back then, he was a young pilot. He was just a young dude getting money. He had some money. His dad funded him. So I could see why he probably had that perspective. And at that time, it was way more blatant racism than it is now. So he probably had a perspective on his colleagues or the people he was doing business with. He's probably not doing business with them right now. Mm-hmm. So he probably has a different perspective on black people, so you especially being a businessman. Now, here, oh, that could be, here's a great fucking point. But here's the thing, bro. When okay, okay. I'm watching Donald Trump campaign. And he's mm-hmm. at these rallies. I don't know if you remember seeing any of the rallies, D, but I promise you, bro, he used racially charged language to okay. win the vote from uh, poor white people. Somebody black in the okay. audience yelling, he said with his own mouth, get him out of here. If it was the 60s, okay. he'd be hanging over there by that tree. So if it acts like Hillary. a duck, it barks like a duck. To me, it's a goddamn duck. So I'm gonna call him racist. Hillary, Hillary called black young men predators. She is. She so if you didn't vote for him, you voting for the girl that's saying predator. She, she, so she it's like it too. Pizza gate, like man, like <laughs> that's a, our country. They, they're see black people since they put us in a condition. Mm-hmm. We think day to day. True. These white people, uh, they think years and and. and in months and, and decades ahead. Mm-hmm. So you gotta think. They gave us George W. Bush was the worst president on the history of the earth. But I didn't see him get the same backlash that Trump got. Then what did they do? They put in a black dude to give the black people like, look, we got y'all. Calm down. I know y'all hate all the stuff that's going on. They did the Patriot Act and everybody's a terrorist and all this stuff. And it's like they gave that to pacifiers, and and nobody even looked, nobody even looked at uh, Obama's record or what he did or no, his did. policy. It was he's. No, yeah. I'm not saying you, the average no. guy. Is, he's black, black power. I'm going for him. Nope. And it's like he, he dude didn't even do really a lot for the country like that. He didn't do nothing for us. He didn't do nothing for us. And I, yeah. and that's why I feel Trump has done a little bit, even with getting people out of jail. Even, even I think the immigration laws that they're doing is helping black people out. What do you mean? Because a lot of the immigrants are coming in here doing a lot of illegal stuff, getting funding. Uh, they still in jobs. It's a lot of stuff that they come over here and get that black people should be getting, but they don't. Not even black people, white, poor people. I f- there, there's a point. There's a point to that because I think, you know, uh, 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 another immigrant group coming over here, it seems like when that happens, they still get elevated above black society somehow. Quick. So I do I do have 
you know, but at the end of the day, too, how I be feeling? Like, when I'm looking at Mexicans sell oranges on the corner, when I'm looking at Mexicans at Home Depot, yeah. hang in. I don't know if some of the immigrants coming here is actually doing a job that any of us would want anyway. I don't see niggas quick to go cut some grass for some money. You see what I'm saying? A, a lot right, of right, right. It's doing shit that we probably wouldn't want to do anyway. And how I see it, picking on a brown person is picking on a brown person. If you get to picking on them, shit, we next is how I be thinking in my head. You know what I'm saying? No, you, you're right. You're right. 100%. That's where it's coming to. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying in a sense of it's like a lot of the, a lot of the uh, temp agencies, they'll hire illegals because they don't got to pay them that much. Very true. Very so true. that's kind of that's kind of that's what I'm saying. They're like the new black. Yes, sir. Because they can get them to do stuff for way less or way cheap. Like yep. it's like they're a sweatshop in America. Yes, sir. I'm not saying we shouldn't do them jobs or we shouldn't get them jobs. I'm just saying it's like even the population, food. There's only a certain amount of food that's being grown. They gotta eat too. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> everything everything comes into play. I, I'm just. It's just a lot of stuff that's going on that people won't that be scared to talk about mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that that I think that Trump or Candace Owens is speaking about because they feel that they're empowered to speak. And if it helps blacks, if it helps, if it don't, it don't. True. I'm a, you know, I don't I don't think he's just in there just to I hate black people. No, 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 no. But I think it's all about tone and delivery, bro. Candace Owens, when she talks. I've heard some good shit she's saying, but honestly, bro, it sounds like she's talking down to me. It sounds like she's telling me, just like uh, uh Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby caught mm-hmm. black when he done his his popular pound cake speech, where he went around the country basically telling black folks, same shit we saying now, you, you go to school, your fathers ain't in the home, quit having babies so early. He gave up some game, but the, the problem, yeah. how he said it. How he presented his argument was talking down to us because of everything we yeah. do. We are a little hypersensitive about shit, and we are always calling conspiracy. Like it's so many yep, yep. conspiracy theories. Well, look, so who has been treated <laughs> the way that we've been treated? That's why we're a little nobody. We're a little more sensitive. We're like, hey, you trying to fuck me over? Hey, you trying to fuck me over? And that's because yeah, that's we all we getting fucked over. But if we, but I just see like what you're saying. If we've been fucked over that bad, why we don't have no more like that much sense of pride? You're right. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I think everybody. Black, but that's again, we don't as black people, we don't have a culture. Like no. we think Michael Jordan, Jordan shoes and smoking blunts and, and twerking culture. is our culture, and it's not really a culture. Yep. So it's like we don't really have, we don't have anything. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah. and I, and that's that's another thing too. But that's just where we gotta start. We, we got to figure out what's yeah. going to be the culture. And I because think- in, a, in a solid, my bad, in a solid culture, right? In mm-hmm. a solid culture, that means everybody, everybody's on the same level of thinking. Yes. So, thinking, yes. So, so if you a man and I'm a man, that this woman, if she's in a real culture, she understands that me and you think the same. So the, the BS that she pull on you, she can't pull on me. Mm-hmm. Because we got a, a solid culture, and that's what's going on. Is some dudes they they got a solid culture. Some mm-hmm. dudes is just out like I ain't tripping. I'll mm-hmm. I'll marry her, and she has seven kids, and <laughs> and I'll accept her for doing this. And it's like that's what's getting us as a man as 
That's why I don't put it on nobody but black men. We got to stand up. It's our time. We don't, you know what I mean? We got to be consistent as one because the women feel like I can't even go to a black man. I can't even speak to him. He's doing this. He's doing that. He ain't got no money. And I know a lot of black men, like everybody I fuck with is doing something Mm -hmm. positive, either for their family or for the community. So again, that's a, that's a true statement, but this society has elevated black women and kind of push yep. down black men. So black yep. women are looking at us through the eyes of a white woman. You can't look yep. at a black man yep. the way a white woman yep. looks at a white man because it's different for us. We're, it's not more of us in the penitentiary for no reason. Like crack, crack cocaine did a number on our motherfucking ass. We still recover. Right. You right. So it's a combination yep. of accountability and dodging what's been happening in this system. But if we... If we had that support from our black men, right, and, and black men was standing up, they understand once we do that, it's over mm-hmm. because we're going to be in power. Because we, like you said earlier in the conversation, we the culture. They mm-hmm. follow us to do whatever they're doing. All so day. once we get it to the point where we lead it, it's, that's why they're scared of us. Mm-hmm. Like uh, you talk about hip-hop culture, um, Public Enemy had an had a, a album called Fear the Black Planet. Yes, sir. Once that once that comes and we all on the same page, there's nothing they can do. And they and that's probably how it was back in the day. Mm-hmm. We probably ruled everything and they just flipped it on us and told us a different story because yeah. they don't want us to know who, what we really capable of. And it's like, yeah. I see it, bro. We we got the smartest, the, the beautifulest, the strongest, mm-hmm. the dope. Like we, we do everything, but it's just our, our, our insides, our, our insecurities, our... Yeah fear is just like so is just I, I don't like that's why i'm saying i don't have one solution i could just speak my opinion but it's like it's gonna take a wave of us to yeah. change yeah. what's and, going on and having these kind of conversations is important too because we can disagree like just like killer mike said we can disagree on some points but if the yeah. overall mission is to put us in a better place we need to find like commonalities that we can use to improve everything, bro. So, you know what I'm saying? I definitely appreciate you talking with me today, man. You know, you're a little bit younger than me, but um, I like the fact that you question everything and you think about everything. That's really how you become a smarter person. You know what I'm saying? Facts. I will continue to encourage you to, to think for yourself, research things that you may be curious about just to get your own perspective because you're right, what can happen to some of us, because, all right, for instance, I take 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes to write a particular story about something or put together a video. Mm-hmm. I take my time to do this shit. Yeah. 30 to 40% of the time when I put this shit on social media, some people comment, they'll write a 15 fit par- like a, a whole paragraph of yeah. a comment on the title of my video. Not even, mm-hmm. they didn't even, mm-hmm. even read it. They didn't even read it. Yeah. They go off yep. the title and just jump in my ass. I'm like, whoa. And then I asked them, hey, bro, did you watch the video? Yeah, man, I watched it. My bad. What the fuck we doing then? You can't be yeah, that's reactionary, it. man. You got to look at something. If you don't like it, use critical thinking to come to a better resolution on your own. You see what I'm saying? Yes, sir. 
Yeah. That shit is crazy, bro. So I appreciate having the conversation with you, D. I hope you continue to do it. I mean, it. let me know, man. We could do it again anytime. I'm just, yes, sir. Could, you know what I mean? Yes, sir. We I'm always available, especially you yes, family. So it's good. Yeah. And just talk about different topics. So, you different, know, yeah. everything both of us were saying is true. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, right. It's, right. It's a matter of how it's presented to our people. And, and, and but everybody. But before, go ahead. Before we cut it off, this is a point that I want to make, right? Okay. Even though we was on different sides of the spectrum, did anybody cuss anybody out? Mm-mm. Did we have any dis? You know, did we have any fights? Did we have any man? Forget what? It, and that's just what we need more in the community. Mm-hmm. Even though you blue and I'm red, who cares? Let's meet mm-hmm. in the middle and make purple. There we go. <laughs> there we go. As long as you about fighting for your people, but you made good points there. I do see because I'm always in the south. Like I coach in the south. Uh, my okay. older kids live in the South, my business is in the South. So I'm around black folks a lot now. And mm-hmm. I, I look at us and I say, okay, I'm looking at this mom or this or, or, or this dad and I'm seeing what they're not putting into that little boy I'm looking at. I'm seeing yep. what they don't care about. So my thing be, okay, how can I reach this brother? How can I make him like start thinking differently about himself because that's where it starts, D. And it sounds like you know that. You see what I'm saying? We yeah. Start with I work with kids. Your personal. I work with kids. It looks like. Your personal inventory and the facts are when you go to our community, when I go to like my son's practice or when it's been mm-hmm. school events, when I'm going to my son's shit in the South area, it's not a whole bunch of men there. So that's a fact. Nope. See what I'm saying, regardless of how we got there, I see what you're saying. Regardless of how we got there, we need to fix it. But my thing be, I think if you look back at history, do your own due diligence, that can inspire you to say, you know what, I'm mm-hmm. tired of this shit. I nah, I ain't gonna be no statistic no more. I'm finna start moving Facts. this way. I'm finna start moving that way. You feel me? Yep. So that's man, why we need platforms like yours to just speak to fathers, though. Yes, you know what I mean? That, like, that, was, that was my thing, bro. Having my kids so early, D, I seen like the stereotypical way that I was moving. I couldn't deny it. Uh-huh. I started learning shit. I was like, man, you was on some bullshit. Ain't no way. Man. I, I, I can't really fix my lips to call it nothing else. But I was like, all right, look, what you going to do about it, though? Because you mm-hmm. in your kids' life, you working to make sure they become the best man possible. But what about all these other little kids, though? What about these yep. dudes that's 18, 19, 20 that may have a baby on the way? He don't even know about his history, really. He don't even know yeah. he's part of a cycle. Nope. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So maybe using using history or information to create that spark in his mind to say, fuck that. When I look at somebody black, I love them. You see what I'm saying? I'm yep. not coming at you and be all and be all negative towards you and cut you down when you step on my shoe, but Smud can come to your house and cut your shit off and you ain't finna punch nobody. You ain't finna do shit, but yeah. and plead to get your shit yeah. off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, That's so, man, talk. I appreciate you speaking with me today, brother. Before we go, man, tell me about any new music you got coming up or any new projects or anything. Well, man, as everybody see, I, uh, I'm kind of big on Instagram. A lot of people mm-hmm. rock on me on Instagram. Uh, so i just been dropping different projects. So I dropped Synth 89 volume. I dropped Synth 89. Uh, two months ago, I dropped Synth 89 volume two. Last month, okay. I dropped Synth 89 volume three. 
It was my birthday, September 18th. I dropped volume. I think it was volume four. Mm. So I'm just about to follow up with that. Okay. So I just been dropping mixtapes month by month. But like you like like I said, for for rapping, rapping is just like it's kind of like the side hobby for me. If mm. if if because I use my degree, you know, in schooling for nine to five. So that's I work with kids, so that's like easy stuff. Yeah. That's like guaranteed money. That's just too easy. And for me, rapping, I could just write a verse right now, like 20 mm-hmm. seconds, uh, and record it one take. So I always had that gift. So it's kind of like making mixtapes easy to me. So mm-hmm. it's like, it don't take that long. So that's why I've been just dropping every month. So if you follow me on Instagram, just every month, I'm just been just dropping just projects after projects. Uh, I'm not really into visuals like other people are. Okay. But I got to start getting more videos out there because that's what everybody's like. And I'm more just about the music, the bars, yeah. the the beat, the punchlines, because that's what I came from. Mm-hmm. I came from when being dope was being dope. Like, yeah. like nobody's dope no more. They just drop a video with girls twerking, and that's your favorite rapper. It's like, yeah. yeah. Now, give everybody so, your Instagram, yeah, just, man. Give everybody uh, uh, your Instagram handle. Yeah, uh, I change it so much, I kind of don't even... I kind of I gotta maybe I can look see if I can look at it. Uh, hold on one second. Oh, okay, so I'm the uh, the real D six T H E R E A L D E E S I X. All right, all right. So everybody out there, man, if you into hip hop music, go follow my boy. Uh, check out his music. Comment on what he be doing. You know what I'm saying? Just so he can keep his movement going. I want to thank everybody for tuning into another episode of the Melanated Convo podcast. It was it was important to me to speak to him about his music, but I but I knew his views on Trump, and I wasn't trying to like change his mind. We just need to share information. Like if there's anything, because I'm willing to change my mind about something. Everybody has to be willing. To, mm-hmm. Okay, you stand on your square. But if you get new information, if you get something that can possibly change, there, there's nothing wrong with changing your opinion. But I think overall, the point as black folks, as melanated people, is we striving together. We want to get to wherever we're going together. Everybody wants to see us. Everybody that's black, like we're talking right now, they want to see us doing uh, uh, doing better, man. So it's all about how we're going to do that. How are we going to get to that place where we can be where we can see things from uh, from a commonality standpoint and get to the next level. You feel me? So conversations like this are extremely important. I'm going to continue to have them. I'm going to continue to have on people that I find is interesting that are passionate about what they're doing. This young brother has an insight on how he feels about politics. I know some young people who just don't give a shit, who not really following it. So the fact that he at all himself is a great thing, man. If uh, Continue to follow me on melanatedfathers.com. Melanated Fathers TV on YouTube. My Instagram page for the website is Melanated Fathers 100. I want to thank everybody again for tuning into another episode of the Melanated Combo Podcast. We out.